Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. Today, we're going to answer a question. Is giving life nurturing or sacrifice? Names any perspective on whether or not becoming a mom is all about the process of nurturing a person or is it about sacrificing for a person? Well, when you brainstormed this topic, um, it was very curious to me, the language. Um, it's like very, the, the theme of giving life, the idea of moms and the multiple roles. And the first thing I can think about is, oh, telling me like, you can't get sick, like, we don't get days off. We don't, like there were all these lists of things that were about what the quality of my life was going to become <laughs> and the <laughs> sacrifice that was just married to the concept of motherhood. Um, so you have to like function on this level that's superhuman. You're constantly giving. You think of others before, you know, you think of your child and the family before yourself um, it's all about giving. And so it, it's just curious to me as you, when I, I think very thematically. So as I think about this, like giving life and things that are life giving that nurture you, why? Because, you know, like the torn tribe knows I'm always talking about like dreaded routine. Right. But it's like things that are set on a schedule that are about tending to something, caring for it, pouring into it, right? Half of the metaphors have to do with life, but the other half is like being tied to something and it feels very restraining. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for me personally, when I think about giving life, it is the what you give and the sacrifice I think I think about first because I think from the very onset, right, uh, biologically giving life is associated with pain. It's associated with sacrificing your physical body, uh, it being a very precarious situation. And that there are so many different parts of it we don't know about. We keep learning about how dangerous it is to actually be pregnant and have a child. Um, but then I think about what it is, like the rest of the process and what it is to share who I am with my kid in that sense, right? And so you think about like the life you cultivate, the environment you cultivate, um, so, so when you brought up that topic, I, I was just kind of torn between all those themes and all those kind of contrasts and like the, the binaries of life and giving and 
nurturing someone and sacrificing for someone. Yeah, I was going to say for for me, when posed the question, I couldn't really divide the two. Like in sacrifice, there is nurturing and nurturing there is sacrifice. Um, and I just often think of it as, you know, it, since I became a mom through adoption, the sacrifice that I had to make to leave my comfort zone and go to another country and constantly jump through these hoops to be able to adopt my child, the sacrifice in that, but the whole purpose of what of it was to be able to nurture him and pour into him and um, reestablish all the things that had been lost. And in the midst of doing that, what I realized is that I wasn't only giving life to my son, I gave myself life because I got to experience a whole different culture and have my eyes open to a whole new way of living that I never thought even existed or even was possible. Right. So, and then I think of my first biological son and kind of like what you were saying about pregnancy and the sacrifice and the pain there. But at the same time, you're nurturing yourself to help your stomach grow, right? To help that child grow. And you spend so much time, I don't know about you guys, Torn Tribe, but I spent a lot of time rubbing oil on my belly and nurturing that thing just so that it can stretch and hopefully go back to its <laughs> formal state of being. It was a little self-serving. But again, like get in giving life... I received life. Um, and it's a topic that makes me very emotional because I just look at my four sons and I'm like, wow, I sacrificed this for you, but how I found myself in you, right? And so I can look at each one of them and just look at their lives and see where they've given me life back. Like uh, my one of my sons because of who he is and because of the sacrifices that I've done for him, he sparked in me this writer that I never knew existed or this uh, imaginative, like creator, like storytelling. I remember the first time I bought <laughs> this game it has cubes in it, right? And you roll them. And depending on what the pictures are in the cube, you have to make up a story once upon a time. And then you go from there. And I remember the rush that I had the first time I played it with him because I was so nervous to not be able to model for him a good story and the bravery to tell a story on the spot without thinking about it, without feeling any shame or silliness um, and how that was life giving to me while I was giving life to him. So I just think it's a beautiful journey meme, you know, like so much and then like how much is enough right mm -hmm. like how much is enough to expose them how much is enough sacrifice do you ever feel like the guilt resides <laughs> the guilt gets quiet no I, and i i think that my constant reflection on others parenting makes me so conscious of the sep of like a division. Like for me, I try to really check, you know, I, 
I recognize how much, and I'm going to say our culture, but I know my, our dad is like very representative to me of like taking pride for who your offspring is. And I guess because it, you know, what they turn out and what they have and who they look like. And those were all like, I, they're all things that I found very like silly and superficial. And so I think I'm always so conscious of, like I, I, I'm the mom who didn't need to hear she looks like you, or wasn't upset that she absolutely didn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and I admire so much the the talents and natural gifts she has that are different than my own, right? And like you were saying, like them pushing you into uh, out of your comfort zone and helping you explore new things. So I think it's also. Um, in that nurturing of who they are as a person and I'm always like dancing around the line of like how much is it is showing who I am and kind of giving you a model without stifling whatever beautiful creation you can make of it because of what you see and what you need and what what you create and I'm like I think that's what I'm enjoying so much about the current stage we're in where there's there's instantly an opinion about what she has for breakfast and what she wears and what she does first and you know what activity we're doing and the question she's asking the cure is that it's a very independent so while she could say let's make a fort and I have an idea in my head what her idea is is, yeah it's so like (laughs) interesting um I was teasing her she had to cut shapes and like make a make transportation and what she put together that was a bus I'm not so sure would work with gravity, (laughs) but it was her, you know, in her mind, it was a bus. And then I still wanted to make sure we met the criteria for the assignment. I'm like, we're going to cut more shapes and we're going to make a tractor and it's going to kind of, and then we're going to have two vehicles (laughs) because (laughs) I wanted to make sure I wasn't like letting her go so outside the lines. There were no lines, but I also wanted to appreciate how she saw that assignment. Um, But I think I am really conscious of that. Um, your win is not my win. Everything I love, right? I, I want to know the day that, like, my favorite movie is something she rolls her eyes at or, like, outright criticizes so that a little piece of my heart will break. Or even, like, I think a lot about that with, like, consciousness and politics and who I am as a woman, um, who I am culturally and who, who she will be and like hearing what those, you know, what, what she'll think when she reads the authors I love or who enlightened me. And I am excited about what that would be. And so for me, it's, I think in the day-to-day domestic, the quotidian like routine of cooking and eating and household, it makes me think of the sacrifice but when I think about her being, it makes me think of like what we're nurturing and what we're creating. And then it makes me think of like how you become this new person, right? Not so much. So so I have very distinct in my mind this box of like who I was as an individual person who had no, had never been introduced to Sophie Grace Jourdain. And then because I'm a person who believes that like 
when the student is ready, the teacher will appear that she's one of my teachers. And so who I became on this journey and not as not complete, because that's, that's the other battle for me. It's like, she's an independent person. She's not like a reflection of me and she's not, she doesn't have to be a mini me, but she also like is making me this different person because of what we're living together and appreciating her kindness, her intuitiveness, making me like a nicer person. Like I constantly will like hear my tone or my like rush something or not be empathetic of whatever phase she's in and question myself. And so the, the part that I embrace of the nurturing is that like she's my teacher and that I, I agree with you in the like I gave her life but she's giving me life too yeah and oh boy I often sit and I reflect because I have the same I I have kind of the same thought process where I I believe God has given me children to teach me a lesson and so I'm like Lord didn't I learn patience the first time I'm like here child number four patience again so they just help produce fruit in your life that sometimes needs a lot of nurturing and care in yourself and it's not 100% reflected on them but I do love their personalities and how they do bring new perspectives because I don't think before them I really met people that really detest black and white movies like I just (laughs) or thought that they weren't real movies because they were in black and white like just their thought process and the way they understand things it just cracks me up I'm like but give it a second you'll enjoy this I promise well I didn't think I could claim to love unconditionally a being who told me they didn't like my black and white movies that I love like I I thought my soul was limited in that regard as a teacher you hear it all the time it's like the miracle worker it's in black like what is this why are we watching this and you just roll your eyes and you're just like the lights are off your voices are off and you keep watching the miracle <laughs> worker and you make them deal with it but then I had a little person sitting next to me in the comfort of my home telling me it wasn't a real movie <laughs> what? you said we were watching a movie this is not a movie I'm like, I could not have created you, right? I didn't create you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's those moments that you're like, where did you come from? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that, but it is, and the, the other thing is that you know that it's life-giving. And I don't know, like, at least this is the way I know I've given life each day, is that I earn I earn the right to lay my head down on the pillow. Like, <laughs> I feel so done, I don't know about you, Beans, but at the end of the day, I feel the nurturing has been poured out. (laughs) The sacrifice has been given. And, like, it's a heavy, like, lay. Like, my family jokes because I'm like, man, once I stop and I sit on this couch, like, don't ask me for anything (laughs) because it's so heavy to lift myself up to give you something else. (laughs) Um, because I feel so well, done. all those dynamics, what tired is, what sleep is, and how you function 
beyond those parameters of your physical body completely change like I didn't think that there would be a thing that woke me at four in the morning because I <laughs> you know had to prepare something or needed it and it's it impacts every other element because it could be a four in the morning because there's that silence where I can get that task done and it might be a work task but it's so that life can function outside of that I never thought that would impact like how I'm biologically <laughs> set up yeah and it, it definitely has yeah because I definitely value sleep more now than I ever did like and don't get me wrong I was the teenager that slept till like one two in the afternoon and all that but it's like now I like seriously am thankful for every single minute of sleep I can possibly get but it, it, it just changes my ending of my day and even how I start my day like I, half the time they're pulling me out of bed to start my day because they're just so full of energy but it's like, oh, here we go. But it, the sacrifice piece, and people always like joke around about marriage feeling like a ball and chain. But I honestly mm-hmm. never felt like that sure about. Could. Yeah, I'm like, I never felt like that about my marriage. But I sure, sure do feel like that about my kids because I remember the first with my oldest son, and the first time we had to do a punishment. I learned very quickly to not punish myself. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. He can't stay here by himself. <laughs> he, we're all grounded. No, no. <laughs> need to redefine the punishments. That was all one and done. There's no reason why I'm grounded because you're grounded. Like This is not working out. But it's all things like that that you start realizing like as you're in this process of nurturing this person and also sacrificing for this person um all the different things of how it changes your perspective and how you live life i think it's also um an element of the guilt comes with the expectations you've like set in your mind right so if it's you know you're you were talking about like okay they're grounded so they can't go somewhere but all the the treats the vacations the where they go to school where we live what a weekend feel right like if I'm if we have a down day like I was a lazy go nowhere on Sunday 20 year old right in my 20s it was very common for me to have a Sunday where I did absolutely nothing but the the kids didn't get fresh air they didn't go for a walk you didn't do an activity, you didn't connect them to other kids, right? And you start having this voice in your head, and you know, and then right now that we're living through a pandemic, this many months where they're not socializing, and we didn't do any activities, and did they learn these outside things, not just the academics, and it's always this nagging kind of voice of, is it enough? Did I think of them before I thought of myself? It And that might not be for everyone. So I'm very, very curious to hear like, what are the things that cause the guilt and what are the things that feel fulfilling and nurturing for your families? Because I know for me, the push is this balance. It's where are we as a family? Then like, who are we focused? Like, what is the focus, right? We just dropped off our oldest on campus and it's like that was the goal and then we have a milestone birthday coming up and that's the focus right 
but then you need to remember that every single day you're a whole person who needs the rest, the peace of mind to nourish yourself, to connect with people that, you know, do whatever you do to be recharged so you can be your best for yourself and for your family. Um, And I think that for me, the guilt is that, that balance, is it the expectation? And most of the time it's not even an expectation. Sometimes it's like a, when she was going to daycare, I've said before on this podcast that it was this, I was home with my mom. How could I be taking my 18 month old? That lasted about two months. <laughs> and I was over it. It was like, oh, I'm talking to adults. I'm not interrupted. I don't have someone on my hip. Like I can actually like be at work and focus at work. There are things happening after work. Like it was just like, oh, this is why we do this. <laughs> and, it, and it was like, oh, guilt is out the window. But the initial feeling was it wasn't my blueprint. And was I doing the right thing? Was I going to regret this, that this was the predicament I was in, that I was st- that I wanted to return to work? Daycare was the way we were going, you know. And we even p- postponed it for a year because it was her uncle taking care of her and family taking care of her. So that felt different because that wasn't her being at a, a daycare with strangers. Um, so the standard right now for me, it's like, what is the ideal school and what is the right, exposure and curriculum and awareness and how much technology how much art how much individual you know are we raising hands not raising hands um to keep with whatever i think is like aligned with my values and my consciousness and what i think is important for exposure um so it's always this guilt of like am i doing enough are you getting the right experience like what what's the right amount of everything. Yeah, I would say for me, one of the things that I noticed when I became a mom and I started listening to myself is I didn't realize how much I could possibly say no in a day. (laughs) Cause, and I, and I forget what I read that made me conscious of the fact of that I was saying no. And then tracing the nose back to why it was just because I was exhausted and I didn't feel like cleaning that mess or running behind that and so oftentimes like that'll be the guilt that drives me is like well I'm just being selfish right like (laughs) the kid just wants to try to and by the way like the first thing that comes to my mind is riding a bike like what a torturous task having to teach your kids how to ride a bike like (laughs) It's not fun, like, especially with my oldest, it was not fun. I don't know how many cars, like, parked cars he ran into because we don't have bushes by us. Um, But it's, like, the task of that, like, oh, I have to go into the shed and take out the bike and make sure the wheels are have air and get them on the bike but and finally get out there. But once you do it, it's kind of enjoyable. Um, But I try to be conscious of how many times I'm saying no, because at the end of the day, if I'm saying no to everything, you know, I feel guilty because I'm like, well, I'm just saying no, because it's easier to have them do some other task because my boys always like to do the muddy, dirty, not easy. They always want me going up to the attic to get stuff that they have no business playing with anymore because they've outgrown it. But it's being that like the conscious of them is like how easy 
the yes could be if I just put aside my tiredness and convenience. And I think a balance, a balance of what is, I think about the play with me stage and and what's, (laughs) what's required for like a balanced development and like interaction and how much you can really gain from independent play. Like Owen and I are constantly, we're like champions of independent play. And we praise it emphatically. Like you did such a good time playing independently. Um, but a balance because even under the circumstances, I think I'm noticing phases of a clinginess or a need, like, and it's almost like, contradictory to what you would expect we spend so much time together that you would think it would be like oh my god I'm sick of you no no it's like I want to be up under you I need to breathe your air and have this connection do everything with me and you know almost to the point where it's like we're gonna play this and this and this out of an anxiety of like I don't want to lose your attention and your time with me And what is a healthy balance of like, no, we did this for this amount of time. It's not that I'm saying no out of just sheer, you know, just no, no, no. But we can also have a mix where you like use your creativity. You go and you do your drawing, your things that we could kind of do side, like side by side play. And you're doing your creativity and your expression or whatever your activity is. And I'm having a separate moment in the same space. Um, yeah so, so you know knowing your kid yeah knowing your kid and knowing like what to kind of also encourage when you're seeing a lack of that balance yeah and uh, I would say for us like uh, me and Steve the other day and it's hilarious because when you see things happen that typically don't happen I don't know why that sparks like I have to tiptoe out of the room so I don't disturb anything from happening but we finally, for the first time in what the 11 years we've been parenting, the kids paired off. I'm like, the, the number four finally made sense. I'm like, you had the older two doing something together and having a ball, and then you had the younger two entertaining each other and having a ball. I'm like, now this makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, now, now I see why you all are in my house. <laughs> so, um, but yes, the balance of the playing and that, that was the other thing. And it's also like, um, like for each of my sons, like how much, uh, interactive play with us they needed was different for each child. Mm-hmm. Like I, my, it, I adore my youngest because he, he is the king of independent play. Like oftentimes we're like, where's Philip? And he's like, I'm up here. <laughs> I'm playing in my room. Like this morning, I rushed the kids out to get in the car so that Steve could take them to school. And I I thought the entire time that Phil was still sleeping in his bed because the door of his room was closed. The light was off still in there. And I come walking and then all of a sudden I hear like, like, uh, like shuffling, like an animal shuffling in the back room. And I'm like, what is going on? Did a squirrel get in or is there a squirrel in the attic? Like what, what's going on? And so I walk back there and it's Philip just sitting, playing with Legos by himself. And he turns to me, he's like, good morning. 
I'm putting my stormtroopers together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You keep doing that. I'm going to go try to grab a shower. Please do not leave the house or walk out anywhere. Stay right here. Um, but yeah, it's definitely important to have a balance. So Torn Tribe, we would love to hear from you all on whether or not um, giving life is a nurturing activity or sacrificial one for you, or if it's a balance of both. Um would love to hear from you. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. And so memes, what's mending you this week? I've been struggling. (laughs) (laughs) No men's. To find (laughs) enough of a mend. I think I've just been... um, limiting ordering food trying to keep to like you you get into this habit where you go grocery shopping and you're like oh these are the healthy snacks I like or this will this is a, enough of a balance where I have some of the sweets that I like and I have something healthy I've been trying to cut down on the let me just order my favorite thing because I could just there's two things that I could pretty much eat every day um and it's not things I can make for myself <laughs> but I've been trying to like keep the healthy snacks keep the seltzer water make salads and and so I think that's and making sure that's happening in my work day that's probably the thing that I've been trying to stay on because I am finding myself in this phase and I was kind of saying it with some colleagues but I feel it like in the home balance also where I'm feeling that we're heading towards a year of this you know, I miss the before times, even though I know we'll never be to the before times for the socializing, for like what life and activities are like, because those are important to me and the variety. Um, and so getting the fact that it's the beginning of March um, and that when it really you want the weekend from work for downtime, but it's like downtime to sit in the same place. <laughs> Um, and it's, I think it's kind of getting to my peace of mind. So I've been trying to do the healthy thing in different ways to kind of balance that out. So that's, that's been my mend. That's good. Some self-care, some awareness. I know I, I, I cut myself off on my veggie sticks that are not really veggie sticks. They're just, I think they're potato. (laughs) Like I don't know. Like you look at the ingredients, they're not really vegetables. Well, I get well, unless you consider a potato a vegetable. Um, so, <laughs> anywho, so my mend um, has been a combination of worship and writing. Those two W's in my life. Um, worship, I've been, I don't know, I've just been jamming out to some Kirk Franklin music, man. He's pretty awesome so check him out if you've never heard of him um so i've been enjoying that and just listening to a lot of worship music and letting that uplift me um and then writing just a lot of lot of self-reflective writing has been happening and that's always for me at least it's always been really refreshing because i can actually get all these jumbled thoughts down on a page and make sense of it. And then some of it, even if it still doesn't make sense while it's on the page, I can just walk away from it 
and just get it out of my mind Um, because I've been struggling kind of with sleep. So the writing has been helping because I notice I lay down at night and although I can't physically get up anymore because I'm so tired, my mind doesn't seem to, to rest. And then before I know it, the alarm's going off. The little alarms with legs come and are pulling me out of bed. I'm like, what happened? I just lay down. (laughs) Why am I so tired? Um, So I've been spending a lot of time just writing. So that's been mending me. So Torn Tribe, we'll love to hear from you. And what's mending you these days. Um, would also love to hear like cool craft activities or awesome things that you're doing with your kids to help in these virtual hybrid times. Um, And if there's any like college mamas out there that have college age kids um, would love to hear how you're coping if your child is doing college from home as well as if they're actually doing college on campus Um, it would be super interested to hear how you're dealing with that Um, and memes tell our folks how to stay connected so please follow us on Instagram Facebook or Twitter at TornMLB and send us a message to tornmlb at gmail.com as we're kicking off Black History Month. If there's any celebration you do with your family or way that you highlight cultures um, throughout the year, please share and let us know what makes you either feel guilty, nurturing, or sacrificial. Can't wait to hear from you, Torn Tribe. Choose Grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.